How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. All right, and we're back live for the final quarter of Hawthorne vs. Gold Coast Suns. Not a great game so far. Hawthorne, 13 goals, 7, 85 to the Gold Coast Suns. 5 goals, 6, 36. No multiple goal scorers yet for the Suns with King, Weller and Murdoch each with a goal. Um, There are other goal scorers. It's not showing me on the stats, but I'll bring that up in a sec. Uh, What's your take on the game so far, Tom? Like I said earlier, this this uh, this new game plan that Stuart Jew and, and the other coaches are trying to implement, where uh, we saw a bit of it in that quarter and, and earlier in the first half, switching the ball across the back line, you know that that just hasn't happened in the Jew era for the first season and a half, and since the bye, it's been part of the reason for a few blowouts, and so unfortunately. Uh, even though we, we, we are managing to get a lot of the ball and share around and control the tempo at times, we just don't seem to be able to, to, to penetrate to get the enough inside 50s to be able to, to, to hit the scoreboard. Um, and even when we do get it inside 50, we, we, we don't have enough targets who, who are taking clean marks. So our forwards are getting out, out muscled by their defenders and their forwards are outmuscling our defenders, which is explains the forty nine point margin. What do you reckon? Mm, I think you're you're on the money there. I've just got the stats here. Um, King one goal, Weller one goal, Ains, Riscatelli, Murdoch, and George Holland Smith all with one goal as well. So you know what? Got, they were all really good goals, weren't they, Shane? Yeah, they they're all uh, all each had their own moment. King's goal came off that smart bit of clearance work from Ainsworth and Fiorini. Lockie Weller was a great shot from just outside 50. Uh, Riscatelli did the hard work to get into the right sort of position in the first quarter there. Uh, Murdoch was a great goal from about 60 metres out as well. And uh, George Holland-Smith, another piece of brilliant teamwork there. And George Holland-Smith was able to get around the back and and clean up uh, with the goal there. So it's... um, Hasn't been too bad. Just got to see these a few more goals, I guess. We'd love to see a few more goals. So Witsy needs eleven more hitouts to keep. Sorry, twelve more hitouts to keep this um, best ever hitout average per game for the duration of a season. Well, he's got another one, and Fiorini clears it, but only as far as Sicily at half back. Um, yeah, you're right. Um, old soul in the chat is saying that uh, if we'd played this hard from the start, we'd still be in it, and he's probably right there. The uh, the game plan is to a detriment, putting the Suns players Suns out of contest a lot earlier. Uh, hopefully, next as early as next year, we we see a change. Um, we did win that quarter, and if we can win a few more, the Suns are surging here, a bit of a tsunami. Uh, Tuke Miller's wound up with the ball, has a shot, but it's off to the 
left of screen and it's out of bounds on the full. Um, yeah, early in the season, I think I'd coined the term um, the Gold Coast wave because the way the Suns mm. players were running was all out of defence and they were running with each other and surging forward into an open 50. And it was a really... I mean, we've seen this sort of game plan before. You know, the Giants have the tsunami and uh, I think it really suited the, the young Suns to be able to run like that. Anyway, we've got Ballard mopping up at the, on the wing. He's passed it off to Harbrow. Harbrow's going to go long inside the forward 50. And it's a contest which is spoiled. Took Miller's gone up and grabbed the remnants. Hawthorne's trying to clear it out by hand. Gold Coast players chasing, but Hawthorne eventually get the ball out back to the wing. Um, Burgess. No, Caleb Graham's done well to keep Roughhead out of position there. And sees the ball over the line for a throw-in. Mm, I mean, we have to remember, too, this this Hawthorne side, you know, it, it, they're, no, they're, they're nothing like what they were when they were winning grand finals, but they're not going to... They're not. They're they're far far too experienced to to allow a game like this to be played on the Suns' terms. Mm. We see the Suns trying to control the play here. Bit of switch. Well as handed it off to Harbrow. Harbrow's going long to get to Day, but Day's in a wrestling contest with his opponent, and a Hawthorne player pits in and takes that mark intercept. So we see Hawthorne rebounding once again. And not too many Suns players around as they perform the switch. I think the Suns players might be getting a bit tired here. A couple of them just zoning off there. Not being able to get to the contest where they should be. Which is something to be said because you quite often see the Suns you know, good, good sort of first eight to ten minutes of the the game. By the end of the first quarter, you just never know where you know whether they're going to be up by a goal or down by five goals or whatever because they've just run themselves off their feet. Mm. And if the opponents can keep you know keep keep a bit of scoreboard pressure on, then they're they're, they're away. You know, I mean, you really have to admire Hawthorne's running. Because they, 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 they turn up in numbers, don't they? And Day, right on cue, has taken a great contested mark. He's got the bandage off his head now, so maybe he can actually see. Yeah. Um, he's offered, gone for the switch again, gone back to Caleb Graham. And Graham's gone for a risky kick to Hanley, which has been cut off by Hawthorne. And Hawthorne's going to stroll into a goal. And they've hit the post. Mm. So Caleb Graham trying to take the game on there, and it just didn't come off for him. Well, it's, he's obviously been given a bit of license to do that. Um, I've seen him do it in the in the NFL before, and, and he's he's a really good player there. Um, watching yesterday's game, um, Jack Leslie actually had a really really good game. Um, again, posing posing the question. Well, does... Caleb Graham's having a bit of a shocker. He's just kicked the ball uh, into the man on the mark. Oh, and uh, Sun Hawks, it's a throw in now. Looks like Burgoyne's just cleared it, and he's having, having a shot. Ballard was able to work Gunston under the ball, but it's now a throw in. 
So good stuff there by Ballard. He's certainly come into his own for a second-year player. Um, Caleb Graham's just not having a few minutes of uh, to forget at the moment. Well, it's a learning learning curve for him. Um, like I said, I think we'll see him come back um, next year. Obviously, he won't be first choice top twenty-two, but another preseason in him and, and a bit more needful footy, and he'll he'll grow into a good player. McPherson, um, who's been quiet, was able to clear the ball out to Hanley. Hanley's gone long down the wing to a Sam Day contest once again, but the ball goes over the bound, over the boundary line. Okay. So the it's a little bit difficult to see see where you know where things can improve from here because the the Suns just have so many project players who who would. Who just need they're they're not going to improve by by being kept in the needful, and so they they've just got to keep playing these these games that are, you know, with a, with a, with a pretty simple game plan that that can unravel like it has. Well, and, Bots is in the chat asking if um if Leslie's going that bad at the moment that Caleb Graham's playing, considering he's showing he's probably not up to AFL standard just yet. Is it a Indictment on Leslie, or is it more of a case the Suns just trying to get some some game time into a young player they think could be a, 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 a stalwart for them? Well, no, because uh, Leslie had his you know probably his best needful game yesterday. Um, I think it's it's more of a case of we you know the club knows from giving Leslie an extended run last year. Club knows what what they've got in Jack Leslie, and they're just wanting to find out what they've got in in Caleb Graham, um, because Caleb Graham just you know has deserved to to, to make a debut. Leslie, uh, as we know, was was um, delisted and then and then uh, offered a lifeline with with a, a rookie spot, and uh, he may not be back at the club, which would be a shame because. You know, he's been around for quite a while. He's, he's well known and well liked around the club, and uh, and he's he's got some talent. Um, mm. You know, it's just I, I think these the, the big defenders that they can make some shocking mistakes, can't they? And it looks really bad when they do. Yeah, um, you can't. You know, even the very best still still get exposed. So, um, looking at the stats here, the Suns are actually doing really well. I mean, we're winning disposals, kicks, handballs. Hawks are winning the inside 50s, as you'd expect, and disposal efficiency, efficiency inside 50. But the Suns are even winning the free kicks. We know they're still winning the hit-outs and clearances. We're winning the contested possessions, the uncontested possessions. Turnover, or turnovers, that's probably why the Hawks are so far in front. Yeah. Um, we're winning marks even. However, yep. Hawthorne certainly have more marks inside 50, which has always been an issue for the Suns. Contested marks is one issue that Hawthorne's certainly winning. Their bigger bodies are just able to to stand the, the onslaught of, of the pack. Looks like Hawthorne's going for another one here. And the traitor O'Meara kicks it out of bounds on the full. <laughs> Uh, so as I was saying with the stats, the Suns are doing really well. It I, it's obvious that it's just our hit outs, uh, out, sorry, our turnovers and intercepts, which are really hurting us. 
Um, and it's just a shame that it's almost a 60-point margin because our players can't hit targets. Well, yeah, but, I mean, you know, it's, it's about... I'll use an analogy here. So, so when you when you're um, you know when you practice something over and over and over again, you, you get muscle memory, right? And so, in a, in an actual team, you need to keep trying these things where 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 the play is breaking down. You need these two or three or four Suns players to keep trying and keep keep having a go because. When they start to get more of them right than getting them wrong, then the gap, the sixty-point gap, is going to come right in, and uh, and 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 the more more frequently, like you, you know, I don't think you watched much of yesterday's game with the Lions and the Cats, but there was one passage that got the the commentators all excited, and it was because it was Dangerfield to Selwood to Ablett, and. You know those guys have, have got a, a real chemistry, and uh, our players will only get that chemistry by playing together. Mm. And they, they're trying things out. I think um, it's fairly well established that Weller and Harbrow have a good chemistry with each other, and uh, and I think Miller and and Swallow have, have built that over time with 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 a lot of players. But yeah, it's got to be hard for someone like Caleb Graham to to burst into the first team. Uh, where they, he doesn't really have, uh, uh, you know, a, a Thompson or yeah, or I mean, Caleb Graham's probably yeah, he's probably only played with a handful of the players he's playing with today, as yeah. a majority of these boys wouldn't have been in the NEFL in at all this year, um, yeah. and if they were, probably would have been for one or two games. Uh, we see the Suns win another clearance. Fiorini hacks it out to the wing. Uh, Scully's there. Sexton wins the ball, but he's wrapped up immediately, and it's a bounce. Um, yeah, it's not looking great for the Suns. Hawks have certainly made them pay on the scoreboard for all the intercepts and turnovers. Um, all I can say is I'm glad that we've chosen this game to do the commentary because... What I can hear in the commentary, even though I've got it turned right down, is absolutely disgraceful how biased it is. It's every couple of words. Like I don't think they've gone more than a minute without mentioning Ruffhead. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, certainly certainly not the game you'd want to listen to the, to the live commentary for. Great work there by Murdoch. Laid a good tackle and was able to get the balls free. Unfortunately, he didn't have any support and Hawthorne was still able to clean it up. As they go forward, the Suns sort of stumble their way through that one. Swallow pushes the ball out to Fiorini. Fiorini, who's been solid today, kicks long to Ben King, who takes a strong contested grab. And he's having a... Probably way too far out. I think he's about 70 or 80 metres out now. He's taken the game on, kicking long. It's down to the 45-metre mark, bounces straight back out, and Hawthorne clears the ball away. We just don't have any any players that are playing that um, that crummer sort of role. They just don't seem to get throat and centre. They mm. immediately all set up for for the ball to come back, not to try to get that ball. That's something that struggled. I've struggled watching just... 
you know, when I was playing football, it was all about front and centre. Even a big bloke like me, if I wasn't in the marking contest, I'd be there trying to get front and centre. Yeah, well, look, the, um, the that, that particular problem will be solved by getting a few players back like Cal Archie and Isaac Rankin. They're, they're, they're terrific in the forward 50 uh, at doing that. I, I don't think... Um, I don't think Lemons has had his best season, but when, when he when he's on fire, he's a really great forward. And I and I don't I don't know that in the long term that the Darcy McPherson in the midfield experiment has, has worked. I think he's proven that he can do it and pinch hit, but he's a small pressure forward. And if he's zipping around the forward fifty for, for four quarters of the game, he's going to turn a couple of couple of plays into into goal scoring opportunities. And we saw him do it last year. And he did it a bit at the beginning of this year, and he's intermittently done it. I thought he was going to score a goal earlier in this game, and he got the first point of the game, remember? So he's, he's a forward. Um, if we go with three talls and three smalls again, perhaps perhaps that's when the, the crummers come in. What do you think of Sexton back on the wing? Um... Yeah, he needs to get into the game a bit more. I'm, I'm all for that. Um, however, I think next year we're anticipating an influx of midfielders either through the draft or through trade. Uh, like I was talking about in our Tuesday night episode, blokes like Tuke Miller will have to find his way as a, uh, a more of an outside player, either in the forward line or defence. Um, I think... Sexton's one of those. He will have to make his way more as a half forward. But um, yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of things to come. I'd like us to do a. Um, I think we've only got a couple of episodes left for the year, or maybe when we come back um, before the trade period, or maybe after the trade period. Actually, no. I think maybe next week or the week after we'll look to. To look back at what our team was at the start of the year and assess whether we think any of those positions have changed uh, to what we think the team should be if everyone was injury-free at the end of this year. Mm, Yeah, good one. So we'll we'll look into that later. Um, We've got a boundary throw-in, pretty much dead centre on the wing. Fiorini's able to clear it there, but Lukosius can't go with it and drops the ball. He tries to clean it up, but he's got people all over him. And the umpire's called for a bounce. Again, not much happening here for the Suns. That Swallow's been able to clear it there, pushes it forward. Bounce of the ball sees Fiorini get it, but he's pushed off the ball by his Hawks opponent. McPherson tries to clean it up. Gets it back out to Fiorini, but pickpocketed, and Hawthorne go forward yet again. And now it's all Hawthorne, and Roughhead's now going to have another shot at goal. What's he on now, the rough? Uh, this is would be his sixth goal if he kicks this. He's had five. Yeah, right. So that that's, that's sort of uh, par for the course, isn't it? I've uh, I had a bit of a Twitter war with the uh, the Hawks earlier this year, earlier this week, and uh, 
there, there was one particular pest who, who kept on trying to compare Jack Bowes with James Warple, uh, which which isn't a fair comparison because Bowes plays a different position. But um, one of the I know one of the online debates is if if you were to go back again and uh, and pick the 2017 draft, would you pick Charlie Ballard at 42 or James Warple? Well, they're different positions. So I'd still go Ballard. I would as well, but it is it's it's a question that's I mean if Warple ends up winning three brown lows I mean, and he's the best player of, of the century. Midfielders then, are well that's way too early to tell. Midfielders are always a dime a dozen. It's those taller players, the key position players that are harder to select, especially that late back in the in the piece. I think Ballard's head and shoulders above Warple for the for if you're looking at position based things, um Warple's good, but for every... I mean, what what pick was Warple taking at? Uh, about three picks later. So 45. around 45. I know he was on the radar. We weren't discussing him around that time. Uh, old Soul reckons he'd take Warple. I guess I just don't watch enough Hawthorne games to, to judge um, on Warple myself. But Well, he's had 29 touches today, but he's one of those players you don't really notice. If if that makes sense, mm. so so you know he's he's sort of laying tackles and I'm sure he's I'm sure he's playing it playing a handy role, um, but um, and, and I think he's their top possession winner. Um, and if I had a look at a more detailed look at his stats, I suspect he's, he's getting a fair bit of the ball um, in and under uh, in in the in the stoppages. But anyway, uh, yeah, no, look, I. Um, I think I think the thing with Charlie Ballard is that, that a, a lot of people don't remember is that in in his the bottom there a age chance year, here. Sorry, is that Bose has just got the ball cleared it out wide, and Lukosius pings it in to McPherson. It looks like he will have a shot forty five degrees out, about twenty meters from goal. Ripper. Um. So, Mr. Bonds recommends going to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, so, so <laughs> but uh, how's, how's Darcy going? Are you going to get this? Well, if you've been a renter, you know it's stressful to find the perfect place. But Zillow Rentals make it easy. They have filters for pretty much everything. So you can find a rental that's big enough for entertaining your friends, but small enough they won't crash all weekend. Find your sweet spot on ZillowRentals.com. He's lining up. He's got a bit of a long run-up, and the cat's decided to come back and see me. He's got sick of his mother. Darcy McPherson straight through the big sticks. So Good boy. add McPherson to our list of goal scorers. We now have six individual goal scorers for the and, Suns. And, and Lukosius for the goal assist. Yes. Which is uh, one of my favourite stats, as you know. Because without goal assists, you're not going to kick goals. We're not going to kick very many either. Um, and and uh, getting back to Warpole, he's uh, Geelong Falcons. Now, if you know anything about uh, the trades and the, and the free agency, you'd know that one of the Geelong Cats' uh, strategies is to... Target their to, own. 
bring back Falcons players like Gary Rowan and Luke Dalhouse. And most now recently. they're now they're looking at Jack Stephen this year. So yeah, yeah that's it's a ma- large danger with selecting players like that. Yeah, but, I mean uh, we even suffered it with with Gaz, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, good clearance there. Harbour's in the middle. Clears it out to McPherson, who goes long again. But again, there's no Suns player front and centre. Swallow wraps up a Hawks player, uh, but wasn't called holding the ball. Now we're back into the corner of the centre square, and the umpire's called for another bounce. We've got about five minutes left, so... Not too much longer for Suns Pains to be in pain. Great tackle there from Harbrow. A Hawks player just dives in there and clears Fiorini off his legs. I guess that's one of those ones that free kick could have gone either way for uh, diving into the legs or falling into the back. Uh, Scully comes around, but great work from Ballard to get hands to that, and it goes over the boundary line. Harbrow for mine is is has really, really, really brought... Really, really had a great, great second half. Yeah, uh, Harbrow's been great. He's been getting into the play. Look, he's there again. Gets out to Lukosius. Lukosius out to Miller. Miller's gone down the wing. He's found Hall and Smith, but Hall and Smith wasn't able to complete the mark. But he followed up with a great tackle, and he's no. It's uh, Sexton that's received the free kick. Sexton wants to play on, but there's a Hawks player in his way. He's found the target, but wasn't able to connect. Ainsworth laid a solid bump. Murdoch around the corner. Back to Ainsworth. Ainsworth tries to send it to Fiorini. Fiorini can't complete it, but still retains possession. Hands it over to Burgess. Burgess. Oh, and Archie's just been copped an elbow to the head. But he doesn't get the free kick. Archie? No, not Archie. Lemons copped an elbow to the head and doesn't get the free kick. Hawthorne get the free kick. Suns have cut it off and we've got Sexton about 55 out from goal. He's looking to hand it off. He's going to have to go to the hot spot. He does that, although it's more to the boundary line and Hawthorne, Danny Frawley takes the mark. Uh, James Frawley. (laughs) Um, Hawthorne clear it out. Four minutes remaining, and Hawthorne are out in the wing looking to go search forward again. Uh, Mr. Bots is asking any chance of a post-game show. Well, we're not going to do a full show, but we've got about 20 minutes left of this recording. Yeah. Uh, the game goes for another four minutes or so, so I think we'll we'll stick around for another, probably till the end of this uh, recording and just chat about it. Yeah, um, ch- check up a few questions. We're happy to talk about it. So Anything. we've just had Weller hit up Ainsworth with a, a an accurate pass um, right under Ainsworth's chest. So Ainsworth is having a shot at goal from about 40 metres out. And he's taken the kick. It looks pretty good off the boot. And... Not sure whether it was touched on the line. Umpire's call is a goal, but he wants to see if it's touched on the line. It's replay shows it's pretty much like the incident with uh, the Suns Essendon game a few weeks back. 
the uh, ball was touched about half a meter over the line uh, it looks pretty looks like the umpire's got the call right there it should be a goal <laughs> and that's a goal so who's that Ben Ainsworth is added to the list of goal scorers so I don't think we've had one multiple goal scorer yet it's been been a real team performance yeah I mean Ben King's had a few shots but um yeah, oh, well, look, it's it's a long season and it's it's uh, a game and and uh, and five minutes from the end or three minutes from the very end. There you go, goal goal for Ainsworth. I mean, uh, Ainsworth's not not really a, a small forward, is he? I, I see him more as a as, as an inside mid, but um, yeah, he goes all right up forward. So you know, rest him forward. Sixty percent of the time in the middle, and he was and drafted that. as a as a small forward, and uh, he's he's always had aspirations to play more midfield time, and he's he's proven that. I think in his draft year, he started playing more midfield time and showed he could handle that level. Uh, it's just about building up his tank and getting in there. I think he is quite capable of being that outside midfielder that we need, um, but at the same time. We need a damaging small forward, and hopefully Rankin can provide that. Well, meanwhile, if you're watching the game, Hawthorne's just managed to get the ball down to Roughhead, and Roughhead's going to have another shot at goal. (laughs) So, Suns are certainly giving Jared Roughhead the send-off that uh, everyone in Melbourne seems to want. He's kicked five goals one, and is having another shot at goal here. They're very, very good, the Hawks, at... No, he's at, missed at, this one. It's probably going to be lucky to get scraped through for a behind, and Wits cuts it off. Great mark there from Wits. So the Suns go out of the half-back line. Dodgy kick there, goes straight into a Hawthorne, um, and they're going back forward. Uh, cut off there by Burgess. So Burgess takes a great intercept mark in the contest. 90 seconds, can the Suns hold the ball and stop a Hawthorne scoring one more goal? Keep the margin to 64. Riscatelli to Fiorini. Fiorini's kicked straight into his opposition player and Hawthorne are now going forward again through Gunston. Gunston's gone to Roughhead. They're all Roughhead focused. Roughhead's gone around the body and kicked his sixth goal. The MCG's going nuts over some bloke in golden brown. Oh, good on them. They deserve it. He deserves it. He said this will be... Well, I don't I don't see how they can kick him out of the team. <laughs> I think he'll have one more game for them, but not in Melbourne. Yeah. But, um, an update on Wits. So, he's had 42, dispos- uh, 42 hit-outs, which is... You know, no slouch. Um, he basically needs to just come out next week against GWS, who um, uh, are having ruck problems of the of of their own. So I uh, I don't think he'll 
he'll have any trouble whatsoever with uh, getting enough. The question remains, will he pass Sam Jacobs on the uh, the, the most hitouts in a season? Uh, but certainly the, the, for the average hitouts per game for a whole season, uh, Witsy's on track to, to be the best ever. Well, we've just had another bounce and a bounce, and of course the... Uh it's heavily favoured towards Hawthorne, and they don't call it back, even though it was out of the centre circle. Suns fans were asking what's going on, and the ball's found its way back down to Jared Ruffhead, who's been wrapped up in the tackle about 10 metres out from goal. So everyone's cheering on, all the commentators carrying on, hoping for another goal for Ruffhead. They found, got the ball to Ruffhead. Ruffhead's tackled by Dawson. Wits tries to pick it up, but is knocked over, and the Suns clear the ball. Only as far as Bergwijn, though, at the centre square. So 30 seconds left to go. They're clearly going back towards Roughhead. The Suns are able to cut it off, which you'd think, you know, you'd think they'd know where the hell the ball's going to be going to. And... Hawthorne are just chipping the ball around, trying to get it to Roughhead, despite the fact Roughhead's still on his knees. <laughs> well, we're all going to be out of our misery in a minute. So yeah, five seconds. Well, that's it. Let's just call it now. Hawthorne's got the last shot on goal, and unfortunately, the Suns are going to go down by quite the margin. He's missed the goal, missed everything. Final score, Hawthorne 18 goals 10, 118 to the Sun, 7 goals 6, 48. So we'll recap that game um, in our episode on Tuesday. But for those that are tuning in, Tom, let's just have a chat about what's going on with, um, well, what we thought of the game and where we think we can go from here. Mm, yeah, well, look, just to summarise, the, um, the Sun certainly fell away a bit in that final quarter. Um, they were getting 100 disposals per quarter. Um, the Hawks just controlled it a bit better. Certainly disposal efficiency, you know, we we, we tend to average about 70% disposal efficiency and it's just not good enough. You know, those kicks that just need to be, uh, you know, a little bit lower or a little bit straighter. And you'll end up with a chest mark and, 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 and re, you know, retain possession. Uh, it's just uh, it's, it's a bit knackering, actually, to watch. Just the, the handball's not quite stick and, the, you know, the, uh, the, the passes that just don't put the, 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 the players in a, in a good position. Mm. Yeah, they, they really struggled. Um... They're obviously turnovers and intercepts is what killed us and we saw two in that last minute of play there which contributed to Roughhead getting his sixth goal and Hawthorne finishing up with the shot at goal for the siren. Um, we, t- we, we seem to be one of those teams that, um, you know, Eddie, Eddie Betts got his got six goals against us twice this year. We just don't have any lockdown defenders. No, not even. I mean, I was, I was saying it was the small defenders, but clearly with all our injuries with Thompson and Collins and uh, Homsch all out, we're missing our our lockdown tall defenders as well. 
Um, I, I guess you could say it's really all just injury. Uh, I hate using that excuse, but as a Sun supporter, it's it's a it's a fact. We're we're missing e- easily ten of our best twenty two players. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt, and and not only not only are we missing those players, but um, some of the players who are a bit average tonight have, have only been back from injury for a short time, so they, they, you know, their fitness base is lower and their their form is, is a bit sketchy. And you know, do you, do you want the Jack Bows that we had in the first three or four rounds, or do you want the Jack Bows that we had tonight? Well. You know, Jack's classy, and Jack's had a had a an okay game, but the game he had against games he had against Fremantle, Carlton, and the Western Bulldogs for our three wins, he he was instrumental in each and every one of them, and it was a different player tonight. Hmm. Yeah, well, we've got uh, Bods asking, what can we do with Collins, Thompson, Hompson, Leslie not being good enough? Uh, I think he means with Collins. Thompson Homps not playing due to injury and yeah. Leslie not being good enough. Um, well, I, I, so I, he, I mean, he's got a point there. Like I said, it's all down to injury for us. Old Soul saying we had players on the field to win today, guys. They just made too many mistakes. And he's right there. The, we looked good at times. That third quarter, we won by a point. Unfortunately, uh, we lost the other two, other three quarters by considerable margins. Well, early early on, the shots at goal uh, were really letting us down. We didn't get reward for effort, so you know that's that, that, that's a, that's one way to stay in games is to really make sure you nail those shots. So um, you know, I, I think the occasion definitely got to them, and uh, you know, I mean, if if in the back of your mind you you you're wishing your your opponent to you know have a good send off. <laughs> Must be it. Must be hard. It doesn't happen all the time, does it, Shane? No, no, it doesn't. Um, looking at the scoreworm here, they it was really the uh, first quarter which let us down. We were outscored by five goals. Um, I mean, part of that was due to. I mean, we could have said King's shot at goal should have been a goal. Um, yeah. You know, normally he'd kick those, and then there was that goal that was turned over that Sexton kicked I've got no idea still why that happened that would have made it a lot closer of a game Uh, but the second quarter we conceded an additional three goals uh, extra Uh, we probably broke even in that third quarter and then again in the last quarter we conceded an extra three goals more than what we scored so it was a fairly consistent scoreworm over the whole time there. Uh, really levelled out. It was probably just the uh, that first quarter which really hurt us. If we'd kept that in check, it probably would have been a lot lower of a, of a margin in the end. Um, as far as highlights, there weren't too many. I'd say the uh, Lockie Weller goal for, for mine is one highlight. Mm. Uh, the other one was probably that passage of play where... We saw Fiorini get it out to Ainsworth to, um, or maybe it was the other way, Ainsworth to Fiorini to um, King. You know, that, that was a great passage of play highlighting what the future of the Suns could look like in as, as, as soon as next year. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it doesn't take that long to turn it around. I mean, the um, you you bring you bring some players back in, and then you shift some chess pieces around, and we could be looking at doing what what uh, Collingwood do, and that's it, that's successfully having a talls and small sides. So, if if they're playing a team like West Coast Eagles, they they play all their talls. And if they're playing a smaller team like uh, I don't know, the Bulldogs, they, they play a few more small players. So, you know, that, that that's something that I think we should we need to look at. I mean, I, I said earlier in the season, my, my dream team for the Suns is to have three key def- key forwards, three key defenders, Lukosius up one wing and Ballard up the other wing and Witsy in the ruck. And, you know, and the rest of your players... So that's nine players, and the rest of your players are all mediums and smalls. So, you know, that's that's where the game is headed, and I think we're well-stocked to be able to play that kind of game. But what we kind of miss is those players who are sort of between that six-foot-two and six-foot-six. We sort of have have players who are six-foot-six. Um, we just, yeah, we just, we just need to have a few more medium-sized players um, I think I think uh, you know Sexton kind of comes into that, but uh, yeah, it, it wouldn't be bad to have a, a Bontempelli or a Cripps, right? Yeah, uh, Bontempelli or Cripps, that inside ball that can uh, run outside just as well as they can work inside is what the Suns are really lacking. Uh, yeah. I mean, you just saw Dangerfield almost single-handedly won the game for Geelong yesterday against Brisbane. And without Dangerfield in that side, that margin would have been a lot bigger. Um, looking at the stats for this game, uh, Hanley had 34 disposals, so one of our betters. But 65% disposal efficiency probably means he was a bit more wasteful. Uh, Jared Harbour, our 32 disposals, he was really, really good. Um, Took Miller, 30. Fiorini, 30. Weller, 29. So our midfielders were getting a lot of the ball. Or it was more so our half-backs. Hanley and Harbrow played half-back for most of that game. I think Miller, Fiorini and Weller on the outside were, were working really well. Uh, Fiorini did quite a lot of contested possessions. He had 16. And that was just behind David Swallow, who was equal high with James Warple for 20 contested possessions. So, yeah, looking at the stats here, as we discussed earlier with James Warple, 34 disposals, two goals, and 20 contested possessions. So, yeah, I'm, I'll am i have to admit I was wrong there. I'd probably take Warple over, over Ballard. Uh, he certainly does look like he's got the goods, and what's, it's probably only his second year. Well, they, they, were, they were the same draft, same, mm. same, you know, so... A lot of people said when we got Ballard, we should have got Warple. But, I mean, you know, you, you, they, they were probably sitting side by side on the board. Uh, the fact of the matter is the Suns were, were, were almost ready to take um, Charlie Ballard at, at 19, uh, except the fact that uh, Will Powell was still on the board. They, they had expected uh, that word would have got out because Will Powell is one of those sort of players who was sort of hidden in the bush. And uh, it wasn't really exposed, and uh, and yet there were other teams who were interested, but the Suns got him. Uh, so yeah, I mean, look, Charlie Ballard could could turn into the next Bontempelli, or mm. he could turn into a you know a, a, a tall, 
strong marking wingman. Um, I'm not convinced that he's necessarily going to be a defender. He he won't be an attacking player. He's just not need him. But um, whereas whereas Lukosius and he seem like they they're both got the same sort of body and whatnot. Lukosius will come back with you know a couple more kilos of bulk and the right muscle in the right spots. And uh, and he could go in there and become not necessarily a Crips or a Bontempelli, but certainly a, a you know a strong player who can go through the middle, go up the wings, or go over the top. So and then you know, of course we've got we've, we've got Isaac Rankin. Can't forget him. Well, it'll certainly be interesting to see whether Isaac Rankin comes back next week. We'll discuss that on on the Tuesday night show along with everything else. But that's it for today. We're just about out of time. So I'd like to thank everyone, Mr. Bods and Old Soul, for tuning in. Uh, hopefully there were others out there, just not as interactive on the chat. Um, I don't think this episode will be going live to YouTube, so there won't be anyone listening back. Um, but, yeah, thanks for tuning in. And, um, yeah, we'll see you guys on Tuesday. Go Suns. Yep. Go Suns. If you've been a renter, you know it's stressful to find the perfect place. But Zillow Rentals make it easy. They have filters for pretty much everything. So you can find a rental that's big enough for entertaining your friends, but small enough they won't crash all weekend. Find your sweet spot on ZillowRentals.com. Have you been to Express lately? People can't get enough of their clothes. They're like insta-confidence boosters. The jeans come in a temp-control fabric that keeps you comfortable no matter the weather. And the t-shirts, hands down, they'll feel like they're made of the softest fabric you've ever worn. And get this, the suits have stretch and look sharp. Like, what? How do they do that? Everyone's raving about the newest looks from Express. Just check out the five-star reviews. See for yourself and shop the latest at Express.com and in stores.